Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. Try Rankle joins here in just a second. Matt Smith. Sitting in for one more segment. Really appreciate what you've done this week, Matt. Uh, I know getting up early just to do one hour between 6 and 7 while Mark is out there doing the national television gig in New York on <laughs> FS1 uh, has not been easy, but I uh, truly appreciate it. I know the listeners do as well, so thanks. Oh, they, I know. In they advance. Do. I know they do, too. No, no, of course, Mike. I'm happy to be here. Happy to be here. Uh, let's see. Although we did get this from a texture during the hour who said Matt has just about mastered the condescending radio voice. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm getting there, right? That's right. <laughs> it's part of the skill set you got to develop. I mean, you, this show loves snark. Right. That's all I've exactly, ever been told. Exactly. Exactly. all I've ever been told. Exactly. So the fact that our listeners, especially the 6 a.m. listeners, the best of the bunch, who we encourage to be snarky, they the fact that they recognize your snark, you know what they say? Game recognizes game. Oh, mama, game. I made it. Game recognizes game. Ball don't lie. <laughs> Try Rank, our Denver 7 insider, joins us now on the Johnson Auto Plaza hotline. Troy, a good morning. And I'm curious to get your take as you've been following all the talk coming out of the Shrine game and the Senior Bowl about these rumors that the Broncos and Sean Payton might be willing to just unload the next couple of drafts to move up to get a Caleb Williams or a Drake May or a Jaden Daniels. What is your reaction to those rumors? Yeah, listen, they need a quarterback. They need a plan, uh, a long-term vision for the position uh, beyond a likely bridge this year. I just don't know that that's feasible, given the fact your owner has said you're not going to spend big in free agency. You only have six draft picks this year. You have multiple holes to address. I, I don't know that you can you can do it. I mean, number one, you always can try to do it. Secondly, which one of those top three teams is not going to want a quarterback? I mean, that's the difficult part of this now. You could find one that maybe likes Bo Nix, so you could trade all the way up, and then that team trades back and picks Bo Nix at 8 or 12 or whatever. You know, I guess it would be 12 in this case. I don't see it right now. Now, again, we're, it's a fluid situation. We're just starting to get into February here, and the draft is you know months away. But for me, a more likely scenario is they draft a quarterback at 12, move back to 20 and get a second rounder and take a pick, uh, take a quarterback there. I don't know with where they are in this process that they'll move up. And again, they have to have a partner to move up. And I'm not sure which one of those teams would move out of that pick, but there's a long way to go. I just, I don't give it much credence right now, uh, given the time of year we're in, but it's also a fluid situation. Troy, in the last 48 to 72 hours, Sean Payton has added several more cohorts from New Orleans in Cody Rager and Pete Carmichael. What do we know about these two gentlemen so far? Yeah, listen, Pete Carmichael had been with Sean Payton for the better part of 15 years, his entire time essentially in New Orleans. He had worked as both quarterback's coach and an offensive coordinator. He's another set of eyes that Payton trusts and that he's going to be involved in the offense as a senior offensive assistant and like Joe Vitt was for last year for the defense. I've said this repeatedly. Sean Payton did not leave New Orleans. He brought New Orleans with him. He's a creature of comfort. He wants guys he trusts that know how he works, how he sees the game. 
He wants guys that have been around him that kind of can challenge him because they know the way he thinks. So I, I like the addition of Carmichael. Their offense wasn't very good last year. And so another set of eyes with Lombardi, with Peyton, Davis Webb, it can't hurt. You know, I, I, I don't mind that at all. Uh, in terms of the scouting situation, uh, Rager's very familiar with the SEC, and they need more players from the SEC. That's the best conference in college football. I don't think anyone would argue that. That's his area of expertise. What does that mean beyond this year for what his role? I, I don't know that. Gets kind of into the weeds. But it is a guy Peyton certainly trusts and that he knows. And, again, when you're doing stuff with the draft, and George Payton has alluded to this as well, but knowing what your coach wants and then executing that is critical. That's why trying to create consistency and vision and plan is so important because when you look at Pittsburgh, they know what a Steeler looks like. You know what a Buffalo Bill looks like. You know a lot of these teams, they know what their type of player looks like. And until Denver identifies that, they're going to continue to miss in the draft and have this island of misfit toys. And that's why consistency and vision and, and people and continuity can really help this team moving forward. Busy with Troy Rank. Troy, with the arrival of Jim Harbaugh in the division, there's been a lot of debate and discussion about, uh, you know, coach rankings and do the uh, Broncos now have the third or maybe even fourth ranked coach in the EAFC West. A- having been around the Broncos all year long like you were on the inside. What did you think of Sean Payton's first year as a coach? Uh, Well, the culture, he was definitely changed the culture. He created a sense of accountability. The expectations changed dramatically. It's a much better coaching staff. So he delivered on that in watching his practices, how it's run, the attention to detail, all of that is real. As a game day coach, I thought he was rather ordinary. I was disappointed. Uh, the game seemed fast for him in a year away from it. I don't know exactly why. If it's just not knowing the personnel and being away and new opponents, being in the AFC, a very unfamiliar schedule. But, you know, between the use of timeouts and not seeming to be in sync with their identity, especially early, they were a passing team early when they ran the ball really well. And then when they stopped running the ball really well, they never went back to passing. It was just, he, it seemed like he had trouble finding who, finding out who they are. And, and some of that's talent related. I get it. And they need another year to build out the roster. But in terms of culture building and coaching staff, accountability, attention to detail, he delivered. Game day, I thought it was rather ordinary. And I would expect more for him, more from him in his second season. Troy, when I look at this Broncos quarterback position, I think there are several different ways they can go, and I'm not so sure there's really a clear-cut choice. Do you have one that really speaks to you? Uh, I mean, again, if you could go up and get one of the top three, that makes it easy. I just don't think, Matt, that that's realistic right now. For me, personally, just looking at the number of needs they have, where they are in this process, and once you get past the top three, I think there's a strong argument to be made to trade back from 12 into the 20s, pick up a second-round pick. So now in the 20s, you take an edge rusher or tackle or corner, whatever you decide you need. And then in the early second round, you have Michael Penix and Michael Pratt available. But, again, you have to like one of those guys a lot that you would pass, let's say, on a Bo Nix at 12 who checks all the boxes. I mean, and I don't know where they are in that process, Matt. But in all, in saying all that, 
I fully expect them to bring in a bridge quarterback like a Jimmy Garoppolo, a Sam Darnold, a Jameis Winston. You bring him in to compete with Jared Stidham. The winner of that job is the starter initially. The other guy gets cut, and then you have the pick you took in the first or second as the backup. But at least now you have a clear vision. Maybe that guy, this bridge guy, gets you through eight or ten games, and then by the last third of the season, the rookie plays. But people aren't recognizing this. Sean Payton offense is very complicated. It puts a huge amount of responsibility on the quarterback at the line of scrimmage. Even if it's Bo Nix and a Michael Penix and Pratt who've played a, just an incredible amount of college football, it's not easy for a guy to come in and start right away. So they're going to need a veteran regardless. But that would be my my looking at their roster now, saying that you're not going to move up to the top three, I would trade back, pick up a second-round pick, address multiple needs, and still have my quarterback of the future in hand. All right, Troy, great stuff as always. Thanks, pal. Thanks, Troy. Yeah. Troy Rank, our Denver 7 insider, joining us on the Johnson Auto Plaza hotline. We say goodbye to Matt with one T. Thank you, Matt. (laughs) Until next time. Thank you, Matt. Mark joins us coming up next for Four Down Territory.